This meeting is being recorded. Hello and welcome to This Is Ibrox. It's good to be back talking about football again. Um, we're going to take a look ahead at the Aberdeen game, plus we're going to talk about some of the transfer business that we've done so far that we might do. Um, with me tonight, you'll all know Andy and Craig of In The Dugout fame, and we have a debut for Alex. Hi Alex, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I've kind of just recently found a love for uh, writing and, and talking rubbish has always been my thing and football's always been my thing. So I thought if I put them together, then I could have something going on. Do you know what? You'll fit in perfectly then, mate. That's that's pretty much what we're about as well. Um, OK, so let's kick us off. Good to have the football back, obviously, after a early winter break. Um, Tuesday night. Bit of a strange one. Um, what's your thoughts on it being back, Andy? You just glad to have it? Nay bothered when it is or anything? Or aye, um, those, those really bothered about what night it is. Obviously, Aberdeen normally is a Saturday or a Sunday, half twelve. You get kind of used to that. Um, we'll be a wee bit different scene up there on a Tuesday night, but no, glad to glad to get it back. It's a, a long, long time. It feels like a long, long time. It's only been That's three weeks. Just, it's it mental. Feels like, it feels like an eternity. You can watch as much English Premier League football as you want. You can watch as much football as Sky TV as you want. It's, it's, not, it's not the same um, as getting it back. So glad to be back and right on, right on about it from the start. Aberdeen away. Aye. Perfect way to start. Perfect Aye. way to start. Aye, that's it. So, um, Alex, we'll kick you off. What, what are you expecting from the game from Aberdeen? What, what do you think we're going to see? I think Aberdeen are... Uh... An inconsistent side to say the least, but they're on good form, and 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 Glass might be starting to get something together, but they're still nowhere near, or should be nowhere near our level, and we haven't lost at the Tawdry since uh, 2016. So I, I fancy our chances. Yeah, yeah. What about yourself, Craig? Are you the same? You're pretty comfortable with this one. Um, I wouldn't say I'm ever comfortable when we play Aberdeen at Tawdry. They always the form kind of goes. It's weird because it's the only game that form kind of goes out the window for, for them as such because they they raise their game by so much. It's going to say uh, it's the old joke, that they play four times a season. <laughs> um, so I think it's uh, are you a bit nervous about it. If I'm being honest, I think really? if you if you if you get the win, you're off to a good start. We're we're motoring, we're we're fine. But if you if you stumble at any point, um, I know. Um, our friends across the city are we've got a tough game as well to start off um following the break. But if 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 we um if the if the sort of six point gap that sits there just now is is shorter um than, than those six points then I think it starts to become a wee bit of squeaky bum time. Aye. Um, Aye. I think as long as the as long as we keep that that winning run going uh, that Geo's had his on and I think it's a better winning run than any of us thought he would he would be capable of. Yeah. In the first eight eight nine games of his reign, but uh, we bit nervous. Um, but we're just looking forward to football being back, same as Andy. To be honest, I've I've been counting down the days for what feels like about five minutes. You got a wee uh, calendar um, with some crosses on it, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> in, every, in every room of the house. Aye, so, aye. <laughs> wait, um, wait. Sorry, Craig. Sorry, Craig. I just wanted to jump in and say, would you have been as nervous? If the game took place when it was originally meant to, and, and we were off the back of this big form, or do you think, do you think that the the break has added to your your nerves? 
I think the break and the amount of time I've had to think, I've had personally to think about it, has added to the nerves. I think almost we, overthinking it type thing. Yeah, uh, I think I think we were on such a good run, form, um, the fact that we would have had Joe Aribo there for us. Um, I think the fact that we were just battering from game to game to game and just yeah. knocking knocking them off one by one. I was I was entirely confident that had we played when it was originally scheduled that we would have steamrolled over Aberdeen. I think the, the length of time um, that we've had to think about it, I think the fact that Joe Rebo isn't there and the fact that Aberdeen have been able to make a couple of changes to their team as well, just you're never quite sure how it's going to land and if we're going to be able to just pick up that form straight away again or if if it's going to be a bit of a stuttering start as to do you, as do you think that in part might be linked to I mean obviously under Gerard would know the best record after a winter break do you think do you think it's maybe a hangover from that to an extent as well yeah, I don't think um, I, I wouldn't say so I think it's I mean we've kind of I suppose this Geo's kind of kind of get rid of that twelve o'clock half twelve half twelve kickoff. So start um, under Gerard, it was always first thirty minutes. As long as you get through it, you got a good chance of winning the game. But yeah. um, open up to the other guys, Alex uh, and Andy. Um, go with you, Alex. First of you, how do you feel that that do you feel more confident we can get off to a to a, a roaring start, as they say? Listen, I'm nervous against Dundee at home. That's just the way it is. You know, you, if you've not scored in the first five minutes, you're thinking, oh my God, this is going to end nil-nil, isn't it? Um, I think I'm, I'm confident, but, you know, I was watching the Aberdeen game at home, albeit not the best timing. The two-all draw hurt, and, um, and, and, and they'll pick up a lot of positives from that. You know, Aberdeen will be thinking about that game. They weren't on great form at the time. They're on a lot better form just now. I know you said form goes out the window. It, it, it's a big game. It's the game that they love. It's their cup final. But, you know, it's, it's, it is a nervy game. Yeah, I think we can get off to the start. But I, it's not to say Aberdeen are, are an easy challenge. Yeah, that's fair. What about yourself, Andy? Are you roughly in line with that, do you think? Or... Well, well, Alex, you might not know, but I'm normally incredibly nervous. Craig and Dave certainly know that. Aye, but it's, it's a new year, new me now. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to focus on the positives of it. Obviously, the massive negative, as Craig said, is Joe Rebo. Not with Joe Rebo anymore. We would have had him on the 27th or 28th, whatever it was. We were supposed to play them. But the positives outweigh that, in my opinion. You've got Morelos, who loves a goal against Aberdeen. <laughs> Uh, What's the red Alex. card against the Manolfo? That's the well, problem. I think that, that, that's that's <laughs> nah, perhaps that out, too, too far back. Um, so you, you get that. Alex has, has rightly said that Aberdeen are a bit of form, but so are we. So are we. You've got absolutely nothing to fear going up there. And I'm, well, I'd be more confident if we had Joe Aribo, but still quietly confident. I know, I know. He's been tearing it up at AFCON as well, from what I'm seeing. I can't say I've seen any of the games, but just seeing the feedback online about it. You're not missing much. You're you're not missing much. Nah. I think there's been what, about four games that have had over two goals. So Jesus. You've okay. not missed much. You've okay. missed some tremendous goalkeeping, though. If you get a chance to see some of the goalkeeping, then really? definitely take a wee look, yeah. Right, okay. Um, just just a sort of continuation from that about the winter break then. Um, obviously, you know, in the past and that season with Gerard, we had quite a negative experience. But I think as well, 
I mean, GVB came in and it was literally from the off. You know, I think he had, what, three days between starting and his first game against Prague. Um, How much do you think that this will benefit the side, as in he gets a chance to properly get his ideas across? I know, sort of formation-wise, he's not necessarily going to be dissimilar to what Gerard played, obviously he's tweaked it, but it's it's all those minor adjustments that he was talking about and that we've seen him making. How much do you think that's going to be a benefit, Andy? It could go it could go either way, in my opinion, but you've got you've got to take the positives from it. A three-week break when he's got them in the training ground, albeit it won't have been in there for the full three weeks, it'll be. They'll have had some time off. Why not? Um, Get him up the sand dunes. Christ, I'm sure well, my age now, Craig will be after me again. Well, that's it. That's it. But um, you've got to think, two or three weeks in the training ground, get his ideas across even more. So, as you say, he started three three or four days, I think. He started on the Monday. The first game was a Thursday night, so you're right. Three days, wasn't long, and it's been game after game after game. I think it averaged a game every four days since then. So, to have that wee bit of extra time, I'm hoping it's, it's going to work out for uh, is, is better for him. You can't, we won't, we won't know until Tuesday night, but you've got to say, it's true. Definitely a good thing, I think. Yeah. What about yourself, Alex? Do you think that's going to be a help? Yeah. Like you say, um, like Andy says, he came in on the Monday and we had the game on the Thursday, and people were like, you know, you're still hungover from the, from the Sunday result. So yeah. people <laughs> feared the worst. Yeah, absolutely feared the worst. No, no matter what happened in that game, albeit we can praise it now. I don't think many people could have had complaints at Geo had it gone otherwise because the team wasn't, you know, it wasn't it wasn't clicking yet and, and he just got there. But he managed to get it to click so soon. And we went away to Edinburgh to, to possibly two of the biggest bogey grounds for Rangers, which is Easter Road and Tannadice, and, and he put them both in their place. And he's continued the form. You know, there, there's not been any real slip-ups. Um, obviously, Morales backed his best, you know, proper pressing on. I think the, the three weeks will have helped big time, but I don't know if we like you know I don't know if we needed it. He already he'd already got his vision in. Yeah, so. that's fair. That's fair to be honest. I think um, it it's mad how there was no wholesale change. It's not like you ripped up what Gerard was doing and you know started from scratch playing four four two big and little striker type idea. You know it was very much a continuation of that and yet just those minor tweaks you saw such a difference in um, I think in the results and in the stability of the side bloody hell we weren't losing goal plus at the first 20 minutes every game which was a definite bonus for me um, I wanted to talk about we again we've mentioned obviously Joe Rebo's away um, not ideal I'd love to have him here but it is what it is. I think Hadji's probably going to be the kind of prime candidate to slip into that role. Do you think this is a chance for him, Craig? Because I think he's been a bit off the boil maybe since GVB came in. Yeah, I think I, I mentioned in the half-year review uh, with, with Patrick and yourself um, that it was um, he's one of these guys that he doesn't seem to have been hitting the, hitting the heights this season, right. but he's, he's still producing the numbers. <laughs> which is where Hadji kind of Hadji's success is, is drawn out now. Mm. I think it was uh, I think it was Sam Allardyce who isn't potentially the one you want to be. He didn't talk about numbers, but he, he was saying that football is so stats driven 
these days that actually you, you need to trust your eyes as well at the same Aye. time. So I think he's got a real opportunity in these few games um, that uh, that Aribo's away for. I think every Rangers fan is giving them uh, some sort of concessions around his form and that side of things yeah. because they, they, they believe, or we believe, that he's playing, been playing out of position um, for much of much of his time in the team. So th- this is his chance. He needs to step up and take it. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if he does because I don't have full confidence that he will, but we really need him to. Um, but I think I, just going back to your the previous point around... Um, Van Brockhorst and, and still in his system side of things. I think it's interesting because, but I think he's just taken away some of the predictability mm-hmm. of Rangers and how we set up. Um, Gerard was very rigid in terms of uh, how his players played and how each position interacted with, with the rest of the team. Aye. Um, Aye. So that, that did become very predictable, especially in, in these big games. And I think, hip, hip, I think hip that hip was the thing with Beal, wasn't it? it? Was that yeah. you know they were so well coached in these specific kind of scenarios that you mentioned. So yeah, yeah, and we, we had we had we had some teams number, particularly Celtic, which was great. But it's always hip, nice, yeah, yeah. Hibs were the one team that kind of had their number a wee bit, um, and now I think Van Bronckhorst and um, having the two wide guys play actually on the touchline, and then having um, I think it was Joshua Barry from the Rangers review. Um, pointed out, I think it was maybe Boxing Day, maybe just before Christmas, about the underlapping wingers now mm. rather than the overlapping wingers and the fact the trouble that that causes defensive. Yeah. Um, so, be interesting to see if that is that continues. But I think the 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 fluidity of the team now is is much better and much more exciting for us as fans um, going forward. I think um, just to expand on that a bit as well from what I've kind of seen and heard is. I think we've had all the variations. We've had the wingers on the touchline. We've had them get into the byline. We have had the fullbacks pushing up. That was, I think, the Boxing Day game. Um, we've had the breaks from midfield, and it all just comes back to me for... It was one of his press conferences, I think, and he talked about he wanted to create chaos in the opposition box. Um, chaos and mayhem, I think it was, he described it as. And, I mean, I think that variation can only ever be good for us. You know, it, as you say, you play the same way, you'll get away with it for so long, especially if you're better at it than everyone else. But sooner or later, someone will figure you out. So, agreed. Um, Alex, what, what's your thoughts on Hadji taking that chance? And do you, do you think this is a big opportunity for him? Yeah, yeah. I think Hadji is more of a direct player, which is why he, he doesn't suit the wings. And, and maybe in Gerard's system, you know, with the, the two tens rather than yeah. rather than the wingers. It, it fitted him a little bit more, which is why he, you know, he, he still performed. But I think we're we're yet to see the best. And having him more direct in the middle where he belongs, he's got a big opportunity to prove a lot of people wrong, and 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 me included. And I, I hope he does because I really like Hadji. I think he's somebody who can, you know, break the last line. He he is direct, but he's also got that silky touch, you know, to take somebody on. He is a hard worker, and you can see it. You know, when we were off the boil a couple of seasons ago, um, I think it was the last game pre-coronavirus, we beat Ross County 1-0 away. You could see every single pass. It didn't matter where it was going. He was wanting it. His eyes were there. He could see the forward move. You know, he, he was ready. I think we're. I think, I think Hadji's going to be good in a direct position. I really do. Seems to have got a bit of a temper about him as well this season. Not in a bad way, but just, you know, before I was thought he was quite a passive player. You know, he just 
accepted it, got up and got on with it, whereas he seems a lot more in people's faces this year, I would say, more willing to like go and challenge the referee and say, hold on a minute, you know, that's it's the third time this guy's hacked me down. What are you going to do about it? Which, you know, I, th- I think he needs to, to be honest. I think he has to have that side of his game. Andy, do you, do you think he will take his chance? I mean, I think we're all agreed, but it seems I think that it is a chance for him. Do you think he'll manage to take it? 50-50 on it. I feel a wee bit like Craig. Um just because his form has been so up and down. Um, he used to go off the boil a wee bit, and then I, then I thought he matured massively, yeah. overnight almost. Um, became a different player, he scored important goals, made important passes, and as Alex said, he was harrying everything down all the time. And then he goes off form a wee bit. Do I think he'll take it? No, I don't. I don't think he'll take it. I don't know why. I just I don't, I don't have the overwhelming confidence that he will take this chance. And this is his chance. This is yeah, a chance to yeah. do something, you know, a bit of freedom. Um, just with the, the last maybe two or three months, I'm not overly confident he will. I really hope he does, and as Craig says, we need him to. We definitely need him to. I read somewhere, I don't know how much truth is in it, I read somewhere that it could be six games, albeit all depending on how far they go in the AFCON. It could be five or six games. Yeah, I think they've be. got five games left, haven't they? But I think that, I mean... Well, with semi-finals, they start of February. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Celtic game. We've got what three games before that? Three, I think we've four, got three, Aberdeen, the cup game, and then is it Livy if we play again? Yeah, Ross, Ross County away as well. Is it Ross County? County yeah. Right. So, so yeah, could be, be five games. Albeit the, the 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 cup game, he may well not have been playing oh, in anyway. Right. Um, but this is this is his chance to step up. Will he step up? I've got my doubts. I've got my doubts. And it's it's annoying to say that because I, I really rate him. I really rate mm-hmm. him. I want to, in fact, is there any other player? I want all Rangers players to succeed, but I can't think of another player I want to succeed more than Hadji the now. I think um, it'll be interesting as well. I think what it does do is it offers up an opportunity to see what Van Bronckhorst set up is really like. Like I think I, I think against Hearts, we actually saw he went for a more attacking setup, whereas with under Gerard, you would have probably had two sitting midfielders. Yeah, two like that. Right. Um, so it'll be, it'll be really interesting actually to see because you're expecting Kamara to be in there. You're expecting Hadji to be in there playing that sort of Joribo role. Does, uh, well, I was going to say, is, is, is it Arfield or is it Steve Davis? I was going to say, that's the question, isn't it? It's, and literally that's the nail, as Greg says, whether you're attacking or defending. If you're defending, mm-hmm. it's Davis. You're attacking at Sarfield. Yeah, and I think in the the half season pod, I I said Davis was done, and now I've seen uh, and now I've seen people starting predicted starting Evans and Davis is in there, and then I'm like, I'd much rather Arfield was playing than Davis, if I'm being honest. With you, Craig. With you on that. Just to add to Andy's point there about about Hadji tipping in out form, you don't have to go over a period of games. You see it in one game. He dips in and out of games. He has his moments, yeah. but then there's moments you're I, thinking, where is he? Yeah, he's just nowhere to be seen. So when he's on, when he's on it, you know, um, when he's hot, he's boiling. But he can be very, very cold as well. So mm-hmm. it, it's not just a big chance for him, but it's a big chance for us to see what what he offers. That's a good show, actually. That's a good show. Right. So looking at the team then. Um... I think goalkeeper-wise, I think we're pretty well-versed by now. It's going to be McGregor barring injuries. Um, we haven't got any of this flip-flopping that we maybe had under Gerard with the keepers. Um, 
who who do we think is going to start in defence? So I think for me, obviously, Tav's going to start on the right now. There's that question's been removed. Let's be honest. Um, I think Goldenson starts without injury. But then, if Balogun's fit, does he come back in, or does Bassi does Bassi stay in? I think I don't think you see any change in the defence at all. Yeah. Um I think keep keep the good thing going effectively. I, I think, think he's yeah, earned think, it to be bloody fair. I think yeah. The only thing that's going to disrupt that will be when Holanda is fit ah. again. Um but I I know Holanda was supposed to be back training end of December, start of January. I've not really seen I think, any of them in training. Um, yeah, but, I haven't either, but I think as well, obviously it's the whole it's one thing being physically fit, it's another thing being match fit, isn't it? Yeah, and but I think that's where having this the Stow and Albion game yeah, yeah. coming weekend, I think that's where you see guys who've potentially not played as much start to come into the team, get guys up to fitness um from a from a, a guys who've been out for a sort of longer term injury side of things. The Stow and Albion games when you make the changes, it's not it's not a way to have Aberdeen's a bit of a dicey one to run yeah, the risk, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, you, okay. you don't disrupt um, the defence in, in my opinion you, you don't disrupt the defence there's no point to it doesn't matter it's not like you know Bassi was our only option okay he was at the start and you're thinking oh no he's had a couple of games at centre back where he's looked a bit you know worried but now this time he's not our only option and you'd still have him in there because his form yeah. has just been brilliant yeah he looks much more assured now he's had a run there doesn't <laughs> he um, okay then so Looking at the two, let's 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 just put you on the spot then. As you said, it's pretty much going to be Kamara with either Arfield or Davis. So, how do you think Gio is going to go for this one, Craig? Do you think it will be Arfield or do you think it'll be Davis? Going by the Hearts lineup, I would say it's Arfield, and I think it's got to be Arfield. To be honest, um, I think if you if you go with Davis, you're you're running a real risk. Mm-hmm. Um, of because I think uh, games it's against too Aberdeen, cautious, isn't it? We tend to be, we've tended to be too cautious against yeah. Aberdeen because I, I don't know if if their performances got in Gerard's head or the whole commentary and and, and aye, sort of discourse around the game got into got into the the mindset of that preparation. Um, but I think you've just got to go out and attack them. They have been on good form. I think I think they won the last three home games. If I'm if I'm right, but. If you if you're going to win the league, you need to go win at Petardry. Really, if you and you lay down a real marker as well. Um, yeah. And I think I think to do that and to give yourself the best chance of doing that, Arfield's the one that that joins Kamara and Hadji in there. You agree with that, Alex? No, no. I think Davis has to be in there for the you know the experience head. I'm not saying the other ones aren't experienced against Aberdeen or anything, but I want a level-headed midfielder purely because I know what Aberdeen are like. They're hammer throwers. It, it, it could be chaos, that game. And, and there's always red cards. They love a red card. Um, obviously, Morales has, has three against them. And, and like Andy said, that's that's history now. You know, he, he seems to be a different player. But I, I can still see it being a feisty game, which is where I want Davis in the midfield over Arfield. Just because Arfield, for me, brilliant player, but we've seen him lose his temper before. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's interesting actually. What about yourself then, Andy? Yeah, uh, Arfield for me. Arfield for me. Yeah. I think it will be. I think it will be. I think 
Giovanni Van Bronckhurst rates right, so Arfield very highly. Yeah. Actually, I think he does, judging by how many how many teams he's been playing. Um, I think it, I think it should be and will be Arfield. Um, sorry, Alex, I'm going to side with okay. the other two here as well, mate. Um, no, it's okay. The main reason I think actually that it's going to be Arfield is I think playing Davis alongside Kamara shows him too much respect. And it goes back to what Craig was talking about, the mentality side of things. When we play the Europa game against Dortmund, am I going to want two holders? Yeah, absolutely I am. But Aberdeen or no Dortmund, you know, arguably the only team I think we should even consider playing two holding players against in this league is Celtic. I think anyone else, you know, if if we have genuine designs to win the league, it's not enough to cl- be tight and compact and get a no-no. We have to go and win. And I just don't think Davis gives us that same push forward as Arfield does. I think maybe a few years back, I but not so much anymore. Um, not suggesting he's finished. That was Craig's job. But, um, you know, at the same time, I just think he should be used more to offload Kamara than to supplement him. That's my view anyway. Um, so we're all thinking Hadji's going to be in the 10. Um, looking at playing on the wing then, um, I assume most of us are going to agree that Kent's going to play on the left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no discerns yeah, there. Yeah. Who plays on the right? My... Um, my instant reaction was Sakawa, actually, was my instant... Thought, but I actually think Van Bronckhorst will go with Scott Wright. Um, Scott Wright was playing well in the, in the fits and starts he had at the start uh, just before Christmas. I think he probably does a slightly better defensive job than you'll get out of Sakawa. Um, but I would just love to see the pace of Sakawa on one side, the pace of Kent on the other, and then Morelos with his battering ram style. I think, the I think they did that one game, didn't they? They played the two of them and it was bloody scary. Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, I think as well, um, I'm actually interested to see who who's on the bench from a forward-thinking way as well because I am one person who's quite excited about Cedric Kitten being back um, and, and yep. the, the, the different option that he, that he offers us. I think um, I think he's going to be much more suited to Van Bronckhorst setup than he ever was to Gerrard's personally. Okay. Um, it's the the um, having wingers is it, so much more adaptable. Whereas before, um, our supposed wingers are, are two tens, as Gerrard called them. They would cut in rather than getting yeah. a cross. And the only time we got a cross in was when Itton was off the pitch. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, standard. So, so you think, Keller? Who who do you think's gonna take that right slot? Oh, sorry, he think right, Craig. You said, didn't yeah, you? I yeah. would like Sakawa, but I think yeah. Scott Wright will be the one that what gets. What about yourself, up. Alex? Who who do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I'd I'd put Scott Wright in. I think he was on good form. Um, I like Sakala. I prefer him playing up the left, and I just don't think he he can take Kent out at the moment. I really like Sakala. I think I think he's a better impact than Scott Wright. Mm-hmm which is why I would have him on the bench and start Scott Wright. I think if, if Scott Wright's having a, a poor game, you know, you, you maybe take him off for Sakala. Yeah. If it's the other way around, I don't see Wright having as much an impact. Um, but I, I really think Wright's going to kick on now. You know, he, he's a bit of a project player at the moment. He's still got a few bits missing. Um, but I'd like to see him kick on, and especially against his old team. <laughs> yeah, there is that, isn't there? Nice we added bonus. Um, what about yourself, Andy? You, do you uh, think it'll be right? I agree. I think it will be right. Yeah, I think it will be right. I mean, it's interesting to see if he keeps his form going. 
Um, he was another one at the start of the season very well, scored in the first game. Yeah. Um, spoke spoke very highly of him on a podcast. And even the, the, the three or four months prior to that, when he came in January, I thought he was he was good. Will he continue his form? I think so. I think he will, and that we added a bit of dig. He's been off for three weeks as well, trying to get football back, same as us. At his old team, I think he'll, he'll do all right. I, I I do think it'll be right as well. I tend to agree with Ole is. Um, I think we might see the form against Aberdeen, but just to kind of pick up on what you're saying there, Andy, and what I think sometimes isn't very easily forgiven by ourselves as a fan base, um, he is going to dip form. Because as Alex mentioned, you know, he's almost a project player to an extent. He's someone that's still got a lot of development left to go. And I think at some point he is going to dip. Um, and I think he'll probably be taking out the team when that happens to protect him. Um, I, if we don't sign a right winger in this window, I reckon he's probably got till the summer to make that position his. Otherwise, you know, potentially we're going to see a signing come in. Um, I know we're hearing all these rumours about Scov Olsen at the minute, but I don't, yeah. I'm not convinced, to be honest. Um, interestingly, I was having a look at his numbers and I didn't realise quite how poor he'd been for Bologna, actually. He had an amazing season back home, but he's not done much in Italy to suggest uh, five, six uh, million uh, pay. Um, to jump in on that point, Bologna pay, play uh, more of a five, and, and because they're quite a defensive team, he's having to dig into right wing back. Right, okay. Which is the only reason that he's kind of a available is because he's not suited to, to their style because he is a good player and he has I, I think he's proved it for them I would pay the money but not now in the summer yeah. I think I'd say as well actually to be fair and um, I've, I've seen the figures um, that Alex has kind of alluded to there um, around the reason why he's not performing but actually the recommendation of Brian Woodrup is, is he's, yeah. he's a, he's a big yeah. of Scott Olsen and I mean how if anyone's going to recommend them, then um, and, uh, then I think Aye. buying oil drops one you've got to trust. Yeah, I yeah. think you might have something there. It'd be fair. Um, okay, I'm assuming we're all in agreement that barring injury, Morelos is going to start up top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a much cleaner looking Morelos as well. Isn't he just? Yeah. Isn't he just? I'd, I don't know. I was always a fan. Like you've seen these players. I think Scott Wright again is probably a prime example. He looked a bit like he was going to get snapped when he first came. And you saw how quickly he bulked up, and I, I, I was quite impressed with that. I but, as well. See, yeah, but then seeing Morelos and actually seeing him lose a bit of it, and you just sort of wonder: actually, did they bulk him too much? Well, I think Morelos is. I think Morelos's weight goes up and down as to how ah, happy he is in the team. Fluctuates. I genuinely think that's it. Goes by his form. His form. Yeah, goes by, yeah. He must have. A, and I'm surprised that it, the Rangers haven't worked out yet as to how to keep him within that mm-hmm. peak, you know range that he, that he, that he seems to. Just need to keep getting his missus yeah. to buy him balloons. No, lots of balloon. Um, Right, so looking at our transfer business so far then, um, Alex, I'll come to yourself first. Uh, what, what do you make of what we've done so far? So obviously we've got Jim Sands in, um, yeah. just the other day announced Suter there on a pre-contract. What are your thoughts yeah, on that? Suter, uh, for me, Suter kills uh, two birds with one stone. Obviously he's a Scottish player, which is, is uh, massive for Europe. And, and I think he's a, a potential starter in the future. He's not a like-for-like replacement for anyone, uh, unless Balogun leaves, which which obviously is a, 
something to consider. But at the moment, it, it, it's not a light for light replacement for anyone, which is is what we'll talk about in a moment with Doki probably. It, it's more <laughs> more like Golton, but it gives us an extra option. Yeah. Um, I really, I really like the look of Suter, and um, I, I'd like to see what he can bring. I know, um, I know Sam was talking. Uh, sorry, Sam, Jesus. I know Craig there was talking about Sam Allardyce and a lot of stats and all that. Um, and I know sometimes you know they're overhyped and all the rest of it. But I don't know if you follow um, one of the other guys that actually appears on here, Patrick Kasky. And he, he does quite a lot of the stat side of things. You know, he's really in that. And far more than any of us, I would hazard a guess. Certainly me. Um, but he pulled up some radars on Suter, and he's actually bloody good in relation to, you know, pretty much any other centre-back in Scotland. And that includes um, Carter Vickers on their side and Goldson on our side. You know, he is really up there. And, I mean, fair dues, hips, hip, hips, hearts. Hearts will defend more than us, for sure. Um, but, you know, he's doing bloody well for himself, in fairness. Do you yeah, think... Although, although <laughs> sorry, just a gentleman. Although Hearts do defend more, they, they do dominate games as well, which mm. means he'll, he'll, he'll get that bit where he's kind of, you know, used to being, um, you know, almost not standing still, but you're on your toes in case they're getting a counter-attack. You're an extra attacker. He kind of gets that with, you know, there'll be certain games at Tynecastle. I don't yeah. know, the likes of potentially Ross County. Not at the moment. They're, they're on decent form. Dundee. Think, we'll say Dundee. Dundee, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think, yeah, that's, that's good. What, what, what do you make of him injury-wise, Craig? Do you, do you think it's a gamble or do we think... You know, the season's enough to show that he's maybe past that now. Um, no, I think it's much. Obviously, we're we signed him at the moment on a pre-contract, um, so that's much less of a gamble. You're not yeah, got any significant outlay for him. Um, you've got you've got his wages to pay. Um, by all accounts, he had a few other options that were more lucrative for him. Um, so that suggests we're not paying him towards the higher end of our, spe- yeah. our wage spectrum, um, which of which is good. So really, I think it's. It was a bit of a no-brainer signing, to be honest. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, we, we spoke about age earlier, Dave, that whole soapy suitor chat went completely over my head. <laughs> um, so um, I, I had to do a bit of research on that one. Yeah. I think um, I think he's uh, I think he's a, he's a really good signing. Um, I, if he was to come in now, do I see him starting? Probably not, um, if I'm honest, unless, unless there's an issue... With Bassey or or Barisic gets injured, for example, mm-hmm. um, and we're, we're shifting uh, Bassey out wide as such. But um, in terms of should we get him in now? I don't actually know. There's always the risk that he gets that he gets injured, um, and then you've you kind of committed to and you get a, an injured player in the summer who's mm-hmm. obviously got a back record of that. But at the same time, you want to minimise that risk is to. Um, how much how much money you're outweighing on on him at that point if you're getting him for free in six months' time. I read the report today that Hearts <laughs> were looking for five hundred K plus add ons for him at the I moment. And yeah. it's like, like you go you, you don't go anywhere near that nah. figure. You're you're probably in the hundred K to two hundred K mark if you want him in now. I'll, they, I'll yeah. be 100% honest, man. I've seen that and I laughed. I yeah. literally laughed to myself. Why on earth would you pay half a million for a player you're going to get in six months or less for nothing? Yeah, you know, and to be honest, 
I'd, I'd leave them there till they play Celtic anyway. Aye. I'd, Aye. I'd, I'd leave them just just because he, they're going to be much better with him than they are without him. So yeah. um, if, if we do bring him in, it'll, I imagine it'll be a last day of the window kind of thing. Hope so, anyway. Uh, and uh, Hearts might have a look at his attitude and stuff like that. And if his attitude's still good, they might try and keep him. If it's not, they might try and punt him for, for a bit less. I think... Um... I think from what I've seen and heard, he's getting a bit of dog's abuse off the Hearts fans at the minute as well for the fact that he has signed on with us. Um, do, you, do you think we should take him now, Alex, or do you think we should leave him there for the rest of the season? I mean, I think we'll all agree that he should probably play against Celtic and hopefully beat them because that benefits us. But after that, do you think we should get him in? Or uh, I At the moment... I see no reason to get him in unless we lose someone in this window. It, uh, it, it's not just about Suter improving our squad. It's about what we have at the moment. And, you, you know, Holander's obviously, he's close to returning. Balogun could be back if he can, if he can grab some form. And, and Bashi and Golton haven't done anything wrong to be, you know, replaced. So I, I wouldn't bring him in for that. I haven't considered the point um, uh, Craig's saying there, sorry, about injuries. Uh, and obviously, if you pick one up at heart, you're picking up an injured player in the summer, and and that's that's something to consider. But um, you know, they'll they'll be monitoring the situation, watching them, and and I'm sure there'll be a bit of dialogue with Hearts, not that they'll be wanting to talk. And um, I'd like to see him stay there, just because I don't see too many benefits of him joining our squad at this point. Okay, and what about yourself, Andy? Do you do you think we should take him or leave him until the summer? All depends on how much money it would cost, in my opinion. I'm with Craig, any more than 100k, and just keep him until the summer, and we'll take him then. Um, I think that's fair. What I think will happen is, I think we will get him in January, and I think it will be. I think Hearts have come out and said that they want a substantial offer. Is that right? They want. Yeah. Craig said they're 500k. They're talking about. But they never mentioned the number, did they? They just said substantial. So what I think will happen is I think Rangers will offer him 100k, 150k. He'll come and it'll be undisclosed, um, something like that. And I don't see a problem with that, to be honest with you. I don't see a problem with him coming in now. Happy to pay that. Um, won't be a massive benefit, as Alex says. I agree with that. I mean, it's not going to be a massive benefit having him here, but it's good to have him here. He's our player now. Um, I'd certainly rather he was playing with us than against us. It was a centre-half, I really do. I rate both centre-halves, in fact. Um, when it comes to the rest of the transfer transfer dealings so far, I'm with Craig, I'm delighted Ritten's coming back. Delighted Ritten's coming back. For the sheer fact that Van yeah, has basically said, I want to look at him myself. Aye. So why not then get him back and see, see exactly what he can do. And when it comes to James Sands, we've never had an American let us down, have we? <laughs> That's a fair one. That's I think Hyman's the closest, but I mean, you can't well, really blame him for that. He he, he was kind of pitched into uh, some team, shall we say? You look at the rest of them. You look at Reina. You look at uh, Edu Beasley. Edu Beasley. You know? right. So, I'm, I'm quite excited to see how he gets on. Um, I don't think he'll be ready for for Tuesday night or whatever, but I'm quite excited to see him in the near future. Agreed. Um, I. I'm kind of on the fence with Suter, to be honest. I I think it definitely depends, as Andy and Craig both said, on money. Um, you know, if, if half a million is absolutely ridiculous, and I just can't see any way that we would agree to pay that. 
Um, I do wonder if there's scope maybe to offload like a Brandon Barker or Jack Simpson to them. Um, I don't know how keen they would be on that. Obviously, it's sort of dependent if they are, but you know, I'd quite happily wave one of them off and then pay them 50, 100k and get him now. The main reason that I would quite like to see him in now is I totally get your point. You know, Hollander's coming back, Balogun's coming back, but both have quite a poor history of injuries. Um, now, I know Suter does as well, but it just gives you another option, doesn't it? Because um, that's my concern at the minute. You know, all it takes is... You saw how short we were. Um, I mean, Simpson's clearly not rated because first couple of games, he didn't even make the bench. We just didn't have a centre-back sub on the bench. So... You know, we were at the bare bones and that was using Bassey, who luckily I think fitted into the role really well by the end of it. But if that hadn't worked, you know, where would we have been? So I, I would quite like him to come in now, but I think it has to be the right deal for both sides. You know, I'm I'm sure Hearts don't want to get messed over and it's been widely spoken about, you know, this is their opportunity to qualify for Europe as well. So you know, fair play to them. I can understand they they want something out of it, but you know, equally we we can't be missed about either. I mean, we got Kamara for fifty k in the same circumstance, and you know, hundred k i two two fifty probably not for me. Um, I think One looking thing at I'll say there, if you don't mind, just quickly yeah, jumping yeah. in. Um, I don't know how welcome he's going to be at Tynecastle anymore. Ah, well, I was saying that yeah, uh, the fans have gone right for him, haven't they? I was listening to, uh, I listen to it very seldom nowadays, but I was in the car on, I think it was Thursday or Friday night, Super Scoreboard was on, and a Hearts, <laughs> a Hearts, a Hearts fan came on and said, he's, he's not welcome, he'll get he'll get massive stick from the stands. Did, um, did any of you... Four months then? I, don't, I don't imagine he want to play there for four months. Did any of you see the... I mean, again, it's kind of evil empire stuff, but there's a BBC article came out today. I don't know if any of you have seen it. Um, I, I know what you're about to say. Is it the, the one which uh, Craig Levine? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So basically, Levine shocked. briefed to the BBC that um, basically the reason Suter chose us rather than going down south, where, as we've already said, he had better offers, was because there's someone really, really ill in his family. Um, yeah, and that he didn't want to leave Scotland. Aye, when I say ill, I mean really ill, Andy. Yeah. Um, I, I was gobsmacked to see that in the press, to be honest. I I was really shocked that that came out. But... That's, very, that's, that's quite insensitive. Yeah, that's that's oh, what yeah. I thought, to be honest. Um, I, uh, I read I it and I was like... really poor yeah. from, uh, from Craig Levine. I, I think it's, it's leaving... I think he's got a sour taste in his mouth. Because he, he's come over to us, Sutter's come over to us, and he's got no place to put that out there. I it, think was it in 2019 Levine turned around in an interview and said there's absolutely no chance that Suter joins us? <laughs> so there you uh, go, that that might be something to do with it, but I was pretty poor taste, like I thought. Um, looking at the other transfers then, um, obviously there's rumours, uh, is it Doheki? I don't know. Can anyone tell me how you say that? Nah, nah. Blank looks all around. At least I'm not the only one. Um, he he looks a player for, uh, regardless of how you pronounce his name. I think we've all seen the stats and we've seen his record. He looks a bloody player. Do you, do you think it's realistic that we get him, Craig? 
Um, going by the reports, it, it seems to be, I think, um, he said in an interview in a Dutch newspaper that um, the offer that the Rangers have made him is um, of real interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sort of murmurings that are coming out from his agent seem to be that we are his, his preferred destination as such. Um, so it's really encouraging. 23 years old, supposed yeah. to be fairly similar in terms of style of play to Goldson, which is mm-hmm. great considering I think Goldson's um, off skate at the end of the season. Oh, I, think, no. I think you think probably find that Balligan's away at the end of the season as well. Um, and Jack Simpson will obviously be away this window yeah. Um, yeah. if not if not it would definitely be at the end of the season so that's three centre-halves that, that we're losing including one of the key ones um, nah. so I think if he fits that profile age of 23 sign him on a, a four-year deal um, hopefully he, he, he sort of builds up his reputation over the next two two and a half years and we get a we get a good fee for him at the age of 25, 26. And that, that's, the that's, the to, yeah. that's the model we need to we need to work towards. And as long as we start with that understanding, then um yeah. then signing players like that on a on a on a pre-contract is exactly where you want to be. And um players of that quality as well, I think um you're obviously taking a every transfer's a risk, but if you're signing peak contracts, it's you're minimizing that risk and hopefully maximizing the potential return. And I think people forget, you know, people people talk down Scottish football and I okay, you know, no no many world superstars want to come and play our brof uh, away next season. But um what a lot of people I think sometimes forget is it's a bloody good way for players to get to the EPL. Um, you know, again, maybe not your world superstars, but your players, you sort of middle of the road, like good by our standards. They're going to end up kind of down there at mid-table teams to prove themselves. It's a bloody good gateway for folk coming in through here. It's close enough to be noticed, and I think sometimes that's forgotten. Um, yeah, I think that's where the the deal with Sky actually is one of the very few advantages that the deal with Sky produces because they are constantly showing our highlights on Sky Sports mm-hmm. News, and every football player, every everyone interested in sport in the UK watches Sky Sports yeah. News almost on a daily basis. So the fact that our highlights and our players and their level of performances are noticed on those platforms is, is where the value comes from Sky Sports News. Aye. Um, okay, Alex, I'm going to hit you with the wild rumour. Um, Xavi Simmons, yay or nay? you think we've got a can-ells can chance of it? Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I was actually quite confident of it happening. I think uh, just to go back on the, the, the whole Doki thing is uh, he'll, he'll, he won't see it as disrespectful or anything. I, I don't think anybody up here will, but he'll see it as a stepping stone yeah. for his career. Um, and, and potentially that's what we'd be looking at Javi Simons to do, Javi Simons um, to do. But he's recently played a few games for, for uh, PSG and uh, I think it was the game before last Pochettino came out in the, the post-match conference and said that um, he wished he stuck Simons in. He, you know, he thought he was uh, suited to the game, and he, he wished he'd stuck him in. He regretted that. So I think it'd be hard. I think um, the other teams rumored include Barcelona, and obviously PSG will be be looking at offering him another contract. So it's a lucrative deal. It's a lot of money as well. So it is something to think about. I, I would love for it to happen. But I don't think it's realistic. Yeah. I'd... 
I'm struggling with it. I I get the whole the guy wants regular first team football, which let's be fair, neither PSG or Barker are probably going to offer him just yet. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it still seems a tad unrealistic for me. I think if it was to happen, I think our fans need to be realistic that he's going to be here for a season, maybe two tops. Um, and then he'd be on his way again. He's certainly not going to be sticking about at Rangers for the love of the club. Need to, I think you need to question as well, would he get into our first team just now? And that might sound stupid because he's a wonder, he's like this next wonder kid from, yeah. from, from sort of, he's, he's been being at PSG and he's the next big thing sort of thing. But does he get into our team at the moment? Does he? Do you risk him on a title run-in? problem is do I don't think like he that, comes yeah. unless he's got some some level of guarantees, yeah, yeah. does he? If, if that is his genuine reason for him, moving, I can't see him coming anyway. But I think, no, 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 I, I think it's just. Uh, I think uh, it's hopeful the, to say the least. The, the whole deal is stuck with is is um, somewhere between a hard place and a rock because he's going to want to come here to showcase his talents. Aye. Like you say, this is a big showcase for the Premier League and 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 clubs like that, where you know that's the dream for so many footballers. So that's his his end of the deal. Whereas Rangers are looking at it like. Listen, we want to bring in quality footballers. Yeah. Somebody who might, you know, make us a few quid in a few years, but you've got to earn it. Whereas I, he's of the could be of the mentality that he's like, Well, I've been at yeah. Barcelona. I, I've Bigger been than the club. I demand a start here. Whereas yeah. he has to earn it. Yeah. And um Andy, just just for the last sort of major rumour that we've heard that springs to my mind, Scov Olsen, we touched on him briefly before. Do you, do you think that one's going to happen or do you think he's just going to be left to get on with? I can see it happening. I can see it happening. Um, although I did just read on Twitter that it's not looking likely. Did I read that right? I think Honestly, are meant to be in the front here. running, aren't they, at the minute? Uh, um, I can see it happening and I would like to see it happen, to be honest with you, for the sheer fact is who's recommended him. Um, and Aye. <laughs> valued at five or six million pounds and you're recommended by Brian Loudrup. And you're worth that kind of money, you take them, and it fills a hole for us as well. It fills yeah. a hole for us as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, just, just to check, I don't think I'm missing any of the major rumours that I've seen, but I take it you guys haven't seen anything you've, big. Uh, I know. You've, you've got Somerville. Somerville at Leeds. Uh, oh, right, right, I forgot about him. Um, yeah. Again, that's one that you know he could just be linked up because we're we're looking for a right winger, and he's yeah. Dutch, and he needs game time, but. Uh, it's a possibility. I'd maybe like to see it. It's somewhere, it's definitely our, most likely our weakest position. Yeah. So I'd like to see it strengthened. It's not something that is, is desperate to be strengthened, but I'd like to see it to be strengthened. I think the thing yeah. is, we're very much sort of stopgapping it at the minute, aren't we? You know, we're playing Haji there, or Wright's getting some starts, but as we've said, he's a bit of a project player at this moment in time. Um, I think for me, the key thing is if you're going to go out and get someone, um, and again, this just could be me, so feel free to disagree, but I actually wouldn't be keen on Somerville unless it was a permanent move. Um, my concern, so my concern is that we've seen the other side of the city kind of continue their, their rampage through the transfer market. I think, I think if they, um, I think they're over thirty million pounds since yeah, so when the manager okay. came in, which is a crazy amount of money to, to finish second. So I mean, it's just I think my worry is that we stand still while they're spending all this money. Now, I I'm, don't think I'm scared with what they've bought in yet, but 
I fully take your point. You know, there does come a point where actually you've waited too long. And let's face it, that's what we did to them. Um, you know, they 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 sort of stuck. They thought they were so far ahead, we'd never catch them, and yeah, we did. And I, think, I think we're um, we're coming up to a, a summer of transition. I think mm-hmm. where a lot of the players who have been real mainstays for us. We'll be seeing bids for the likes of obviously Goldson's likely to go. I think I'd be amazed if Aribo was still with us in the first day of the season. Um, Ryan Kent's another one that Leeds are constantly interested in. Um, I think you've and Morello, you're never quite sure when a bid's going to come in or if a bid's going to come in for him. So, but that's a that's three or four key players yeah. for us that are probably going to transition over in the next season. Uh, next season, and I think. My concern is that we just stand still and think we're fine just now. Let's get through to the summer. Let's get the, the Champions League money if we win the league and, and take it from there. I think my concern is you do that, you, you, you start off badly in the next couple of games. The, the, you lose the, yeah. the momentum and it just kind of kind of snowballs from there. I think, so I think you said it before, didn't you, Craig? I think for me, it's sort of shock home. Six points is a really weird lead because you lose a game and they win and suddenly it's, as you said earlier, squeaky bum time. You win a game and they lose it and you're nine points ahead and suddenly it's, you know, clear distance and you're like, oh, wow. I think so the it's... thing really in our favour is that they can't make any mistakes. Aye, aye. Agreed. They, they, they can't slip up and even one game, but especially before the, before the old firm game on the 2nd of aye. February. If they drop anything before then, then it just makes that game... If they decide to play it on the 2nd of February, I think you mean, Greg. I'd be be fair, going by by reports today, we might have more players missing than than they do. um, Agreed. As Ali said, we'll play them whenever they're ready. It's fine. It's fine. We'll just, you know, once they can be bothered. Hopefully it'll be out of sight by then. Um, That's the other thing that's sort of... I've thought about with this is so well and good postponing that, but it could genuinely get to a stage where we could win the league before we play the second old firm. But I think they're though, not I think, careful. I don't think they can postpone it going by new Doncaster word, Doncaster's <laughs> words now. How, how much you can take from his words has, has been truly questionable. Over, but he said that there was no. I was going to say, remember when he said that for Craig? They unsigned the three Jap guys. Um, Carter Vickers was nowhere near an American goal lab. And there was the very real prospect that we were going to have Balogun, Aribo, and Basiol away at AFCON. And that's. As much as we like to say, we like to say, oh, there's, there's, um, he's, he's a bit of a puppet and stuff like that. He's, uh, he's, I don't he's, know. He's, I don't he's, know. He's not, he's not really. And if there are no windows for the for the game, to well, play, he said there's not. Here. He said so there's not. You've got, to, you've got to take him at his word from that perspective. Um, and I think he, I think that was a warning to everyone. Basically, COVID or no COVID, you need uh-huh. to put a team on on the park and you need to play your games. Um, so. If you take him at his word, then we will be playing on on the second of February, whether whether they want to or not. And it's it's a game that I'm looking forward to. If Aye. I'm being honest, I've great confidence. Agreed. Um, I think we we get we leave there with a draw. I'm quite content. We leave there with a win, which I would expect us to. Then then I'm delighted. Um, either way, I think I think it's good for us, and it's it's one less chance for them to take points. 
And the other, the other variable I think that you've got to consider there as well is there's talk, um, there's talk about you know would it just be the Rangers game they cancelled if they did, or would it be the three? Five, they miss five. Rogic and Kyogo miss five games if they go. But I think, I think if either way that plays into our hands, see if yeah, playing, that's what if I was thinking. If we can catch up massively, then double our lead, and yeah. all right, they'll tell us about the games in hand. But we've been yeah, there before, that, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened last season. Was yeah. they had the games in hand, they never played the games, and and uh, Aberdeen, etc. And and Celtic had the games in hand, but we had the points. We had them. I, they were there, and, and and you know, Celtic were in a position that they had the games in hand that they had to win. I, they have these in hand that if they drop any points in them. The pressure piled on, and then they, you know, they fumbled. They dropped more points in their other games on hand because they had so many. But I just wanted to second Craig's worry about the, um, you know, standing still. I think we have the squad at the moment. We we have the best squad, obviously, and 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 I think we have the squad to win the title. But we've seen it before, um, where we've missed key players from injuries. Obviously, a rebuild away at Afcon that could hurt. You know, there, there's a few positions that the squad depth you'd want it to be better um, so yeah I'd, I'd second what Craig said in terms of you know you don't want to stand still for too long yeah I mean, I mean if we can keep signing up folks like this uh, centre back if we get him to Hickey or however you pronounce his name then you know great I think that puts us in a really strong position but it has to be the right signings I think that's the key thing Um you know, again, our neighbours across the city have added a lot of squad depth, but whether that's useful remains to be seen. Um, I don't think it's enough just to add people for the sake of it. I think it has to be the right players. Well, you've got me. to remember, Dave, you've got to remember the way Patterson and bringing in Van Bronckhurst was handled by Ross Wilson. Ah, exactly. You've got to put your trust in him. I do, uh, mate. I do. He, I genuinely do. Craig's and Craig and Alex are right. There are massive gaps is going to be left come the summer, possibly. Not definitely, possibly. Um, you've got to think of he even came out and said before Gerard left there was a plan and I, if he did leave, you know. So I'm gonna put my trust in Ross Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um I actually I've just sent off an article for Tommy to read and I touched on that in it. It was Scott Olsen actually. Um, and one of the rumours that's doing the rounds is that basically we're no willing to meet the fee that Bologna want from him. We don't think it's worth that. And if that is genuinely the club's belief, then I, I, I'm sorry, but I would side with that. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've shown it with the Patterson transfer. They said, we have a value for this player. We're not going to be taking the mick out of. Um, everything came in. They made a low-ball bid and they were sent back in. And they came back and made the right bid. So you know, I think I think we certainly seem to be in a better place in that area than what we have been in a long time. Um, credit where credit's due. Um, Ross Wilson has been a massive improvement, probably the biggest yeah. improvement off the park. Yeah, especially when you think uh, Mark Allen that signed, you know, like Brandon Barker and go in. And um, I suppose part of that was maybe where we were at at the time, but I think there was as well. I, I think Ross Wilson's a definite upgrade for sure. Um, Okay, well, thank you very much for listening, everyone, and take care. Goodbye.